Tea on the Hudson, a news and lifestyle podcast where we're spilling all of the Hudson County tea and more. My name is Jen Trapuka. I'm the founder of HobokenGirl.com and a Hudson County resident. On this show, we share news, lifestyle topics of interest, interviews, and have guest Hoboken Girl contributors on to delve into the things that matter to local residents. This week on Tea on the Hudson, we're chatting with Rob Lawless, a current Hoboken resident who is behind the popular Instagram account, Rob's 10K Friends. And later on, we'll hear from Sarah, founder of House of Healer and a health contributor for Hoboken Girl. Every week, we'll be trying a new locally brewed coffee or tea on the air to share. So send in your pics, and if you have a really stellar one, we might just try it on the show. Our coffee this week is a rose chai latte from Simply Chai in Hoboken. It's a good summer to fall drink before we all click our heels and turn into basics on September 21st. Simply Chai is a new chai tea spot at 89 Hudson Street in Hoboken, and it opened in place of Sunnyside Cafe recently, so definitely check them out. Now grab a mug and let's get started with our news. engineer who was operating on an NJ Transit train that crashed in the Hoboken Terminal in September of 2016, killing a Hoboken woman walking through the train station and injuring 108 others, is returning to work at New Jersey Transit after winning an appeal. Thomas Gallagher, who blacked out at the controls during the accident due to undiagnosed sleep apnea, won his arbitration case in August and will be reinstated as an engineer as long as he meets medical conditions and continues treatment. He was suspended and fired after the crash, a decision that he appealed. With getting his job back, though, he'll resume his job working in the train yards but will not be in passenger service, the board ruled. The ninth annual Golden Door Film Festival is happening in Jersey City this weekend, starting with its opening night, September 19th. The Golden Door Film Festival is an international film festival happening in Jersey City, and it's at the Lowe's Theater, which we've talked about before on the podcast. To date, at the Golden Door Film Festival, they've had over 1,000 films, 92 countries represented, and over 17,000 attendees. There are screenings, after parties, and galas galore, so definitely check it out. Jersey City's public library director, 68-year-old Priscilla Gardner, is retiring this month after working for the library for 50 years. What an amazing feat. The main branch of the library was renamed in her honor just this past week. She started her career as a junior library assistant in 1969. A woman and her child were hit by an underage rider of an Ojo electric scooter while walking her double-wide stroller in Hoboken on the sidewalk. The woman's leg was bruised and she received medical attention, but luckily, according to a series of tweets she posted tagging local officials, her baby was unharmed. There's an 18-year-old Union City resident that is running for county executive against a longtime incumbent, Tom DeGuise, in the November election. Kenneth Gonzalez attended St. Peter's Prep on an academic scholarship and is now a sophomore at Seton Hall. He recently won the Republican primary unopposed and is focused on the issues of taxpayer money, traffic on county roads, and promoting real estate development. 
Alba Boutique, a boutique in Hoboken that originated in Ridgewood, is celebrating its sixth anniversary as a brand. It started by a local Hoboken girl, Gina Bruno, and she now has six shops, including two in Hoboken. A 45-year-old Hoboken man was charged with three counts of theft after taking over $1,000 in jewelry as well as $1 in cash and food from a victim's apartment on the 100 block of Willow Avenue back in August. He was a worker at the building and had access to the unit. And now for our openings and closings. There are a lot of fitness happenings this week. First up, Orange Theory, the popular fitness franchise that already has locations in Jersey City and Edgewater, is allegedly coming to Hoboken now. We received some intel from Orange Theory sources that they'll be opening a Hoboken location sometime soon. The location is currently TBD, but they already have yet another location coming to East Rutherford, which will be open even sooner. Work It Out Fitness Studio just reopened its River Studio after a total makeover of the downtown studio. WIO's owner, Noel Fiorentinos, shared with our team that, quote, it's a work in progress and the fitness brand is gearing up to launch a retail initiative in the new year and that the river renovation is really just the tip of the iceberg for the changes we're going to see. F45, a fitness facility with rowers and high-intensity interval training, is coming to Hoboken. Essentially, it's a rapidly expanding Australian workout class that combines HIIT training and other modalities. Apparently, they're actually opening an uptown and a downtown location, so we will have a lot of fitness happening. And one more fitness update... Hudson Yoga Project is also opening an uptown Hoboken location at 1317 Willow across from Trader Joe's. They're planning an October opening, so stay tuned for more details. Bliss Spa Hoboken in the W Hotel is officially closing at the end of November. A source shared with us that they'll be closing and all of the gift cards and anything like that need to be used beforehand, and so you should definitely contact the membership and management offices if you have a membership. They actually haven't formally announced this, but we were given intel by someone that is within the organization. For our pizza-loving friends, I ran into the owner of Artichoke Pizza, and he is hoping for an end-of-September opening as long as all goes according to plan. In other pizza news, the pizza spot Papa Pizza had a quick stint before it had smoke damage from a fire upstairs at Body Balance this spring, is officially going to be reopening in two weeks. They're located on Hudson Place in Hoboken. Domo Domo is a New York-based Japanese eatery that is opening a new location in Jersey City in mid-October. The location will be at 200 Green Street at the base of the Irby Building. It has a Michelin Bill Gourmand rating for the past three years, so we're super excited to see what's in store. GFG Bakery, a Greek-style breakfast and lunch spot, which has locations in Hoboken and New York City, is opening a Weehawken location. The Hoboken location opened about three years ago and is a pretty busy spot in downtown Hoboken currently, so it makes sense that they would be expanding. And last but not least... Bluestone Lane is officially opening in Jersey City on Friday, September 20th. The Australian eatery already has a location in Hoboken, and this will be its first Jersey City location. Our sponsor for this episode is Alfalfa, located in Uptown Hoboken at 1110 Washington Street. 
Alfalfa is a startup salad company founded by three local Hoboken guys, and they serve the most delicious salads and wraps, as well as donuts, which is made from the old Schnackenberg's recipe, so you know they're good. Mention Tea on the Hudson at checkout for 10% off your purchase at Alfalfa. Most of us at one point or another have sat with a new person and had coffee and chatted for an hour. But now imagine doing that with 10,000 people. Our featured guest this episode, Rob Lawless, is doing just that. He's a Hoboken resident currently who has an Instagram account called Rob's 10K Friends, which documents his journey of meeting 10,000 people for one hour. He's grown into an Instagram sensation with the account having over 20,000 followers currently, and he's even been featured on air with Ryan Seacrest as well as on Kelly Clarkson's new show. So without further ado, welcome, Rob. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Of course. This is so exciting. I feel like I'm meeting a celebrity. I mean, I've been following your Instagram. It's yeah. so cool. Likewise, one of the first things that I heard about when I moved here was Hoboken Girl. Oh, no way. Yeah, so. and, and you moved here when? Uh, August 18th. Oh my gosh, so really, really recently. Yeah, so... You're fresh, fresh as a daisy in Hoboken. Yeah, but I, <laughs> I did live here for three months back oh. in... Uh, 2013. Okay, so yeah. you've you've probably seen a lot of changes then if you were here then and now. <clears throat> a little bit. I was staying in the W okay. in Hoboken, working in Exchange Place. So uh-huh. I was doing consulting at the time, but now I'm really getting to dive into all the shops and whatnot. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it's nice. So tell me, speaking of work, what do you do for work? Is this your full-time job or do you have another job? Yeah, so this has been full-time since July of 2016. Wow, that's yeah. amazing. So... I graduated from Penn State in 2013, studied mm-hmm. finance, did consulting for Deloitte straight out of school, and then I worked for a tech startup for a year and nine months. They were bought out in July of 2016. I had started this in November of 2015, mm-hmm. and so took this full time uh, rather than looking for another job and haven't looked back since. That's incredible. So how does it work? Like, how are you, how are you making money? Sure. So... Right now, I'm partnered. That's an okay question to yeah, ask. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I am currently partnered with WeWork, the co-working space. Okay. So they are paying me to meet people at their spaces one day out of every week. Okay. So I've been meeting people at WeWorks since the very beginning of the project. Mm-hmm. And now that I have like a bit of a following and did the Ryan Seacrest thing and the Kelly Clarkson thing, I'm able to kind of push them to my audience and expose my audience to like their spaces around town. Oh, very cool. So partnerships and things like that are kind of the the way. That's great. And just backing up a little, why did you decide to do this? Yeah, great question. So when I was a student at Penn State, I was involved in a lot of clubs and activities. And I wanted to get back to a place of knowing the people around me Mm -hmm. and also minored in entrepreneurship. So after graduating and going into a place of just working behind a computer for 12 hours a day, I was always like, how can I escape the corporate life path? I didn't want to do that for the next 30 years of my life. Yeah. So I figured I have this love of meeting people. To meet 10,000 of them, I thought was a cool enough concept that if I did it, it could gain traction and eventually I could take it full time. Wow. And so, yeah, I started in November 2015 and over eight months met like 100 people. Mm -hmm. When I was laid off, decided to go into it full time. 
I started meeting like five people a day in the Philadelphia area and kind of just like dove deeper and deeper into it. And now it's like my full identity. Wow. Yeah. It's so crazy. So how long did it take for it to really catch on? Because you have a lot of Instagram followers, like over 20 something thousand. How did that how did that happen? Sure. So I think it's been um, a gradual climb, actually. I will say the biggest tipping points that I've had. So over the last two years, I've been splitting time between Philadelphia and Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. And last summer when I was living in L.A., I met a guy from a YouTube channel called Yes Theory. Mm -hmm. And his name was Matt. There's three guys as part of the channel. So he just reposted our photo to his Instagram story. And in that 24 hours, I had like 2,000 people start following me. Wow. Got like 100 messages from around the world. And then the following month, they had posted about me on their uh, YouTube channel's Instagram account, which at the time had like 400,000 followers. And in that 24 hours, I had 4,000 people start following me and had 400 messages from all around the world. So it really just grew and grew. Yeah, but the biggest growth has just come from word of mouth of I'll meet with someone. It's such a quirky project that people are like, hey, I'm doing this weird (laughs) thing with this guy today. Right. They tell their friends, and a lot of times after the fact, People will repost the photo to be like, hey, I met this guy, Rob. He's doing this cool thing. And so, yeah, I mean, I have friends who live in Philly that I was looking at your Instagram and they follow you. Oh, sweet. And I was like, do you know Rob? And they're like, no, we just follow him. Nice. (laughs) And know people that have interviewed with you, you know, so met with you. Sure. Now, do you call it an interview or a meeting? I always call it a meeting because I think an interview is like me coming prepared with questions and saying, like, tell me about this, tell me about that. Right. But it's much more the meetings are kind of like two friends catching up at a bar. Gotcha. Like I learn about them, they learn about me. And so it's much more of a casual conversation than I capture that in a post afterwards. But all of that is from memory. So Right. So, and you post all of these meetings on uh, your Instagram, right? Yeah. So with every person I meet, I take a photo with them and then post what I remember of their story. So mm-hmm. there is a bit of like photojournalism to it, but... Mm-hmm. For me, I always say most of the value in this project exists offline. It's like the, the time that we get to spend with each other face-to-face, and I run into a lot of people after the fact. Right. So, like, does this count as one of your meetings? Oh, we have to sit down for <laughs> an hour. a real one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> can, we can do it after. That's For good. sure. So how many people have you talked to and met so far now that you've been in Hoboken and Hudson County? Sure. So in Hoboken, I've met about 15 people just here in Hoboken. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would say with New York City and Hoboken combined, it's probably like near 100. That's great. Uh, But yeah, a lot of that is because I'm new to the area. And I've already started to see when I'm meeting people in Hoboken, they're telling their friends. And so today was all meetings in Hoboken. Monday's all meetings in Hoboken. And I'll be planning more meetings for just this area in the future. Uh, So it, it kind of grows. And I feel like this is an area which is one of the things I really like about it where things can spread really quickly and, like, everyone's tightly knit. Yes, we have a very tightly knit community, and I hope that from this podcast, and we're doing a feature or two on our site, that you'll get some new meetings out of it. Yeah, likewise. Yeah, really awesome. Now, with a meeting, run me through what this is like. It sounds like you don't come prepared exactly, but Mm -hmm. do you know the person that you're going to meet? How does that work? Yeah, so typically people will reach out to me through Instagram or email. We'll coordinate a time and place to meet, and then I'll meet them there. And so we really just only interacted in that brief conversation beforehand. And when I get there, 
I know for me, I'm genuinely curious about the path of a person's life. So right. I'm curious as to where they're from originally, mm-hmm. where they are now, where they want to go, and the in-between of how they got there. So when I think about it, and this is kind of what helps me write the stories afterwards, it's like I'm plotting their life on a timeline in my mind. Mm. And I'll just fill in the spaces with questions that I don't understand yet. And so you just come up with the questions based on what they're telling you. Right. For example, one of the guys I met in Philly, we spent 45 minutes talking about scuba diving. Yeah. And it's just you hit on people's passions. And for me, it's more about just spending that time together and having the experience of sharing space than covering any particular set of questions or storyline. So it kind of goes where it goes. Yeah. And you said 45 minutes just about scuba diving. Do you ever have a conversation where you run out of talking points or ideas or things to talk about? In the early days, yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's why, partially why I wanted to do an hour with each person. Um, Because I knew if we ran out of things to talk about, we'd be forced to dive a level deeper. Mm. But at this point, I've talked to so many people that my mind has kind of built up this library of topics. So if I feel the conversation is juggling to move along, I can ask about, like, what's your upbringing like? What Netflix shows are you into? What music? What did you study in school if you went to school? So Like the networking-y like, questions you can... Yeah, there's just a wide variety of things. And then yeah. once you hit on a particular topic, you can dive in on that. Gotcha. Now, how many people have you met so far? I've met over 2,800 people. And wow. the goal is to hit 3,000 before the end of this year. Okay. Which I should be able to do. And just for reference, I had just crossed 2,300 at the start of the year. Okay. So... Now I'm moving at a pace of like 700 to 800 people per year. Okay. So it's going to take a little while to get to 10,000. Yeah. I think it's going to be 10 more years. 10 more years. About, yeah. And then what are you going to do? Afterwards, so the current plan is to, well, I'd love to have a wife and kid someday. <laughs> that will probably happen. Maybe in you'll the meet next them time. When in your meetings. Yeah, I'm down for that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that will happen in the next 10 years. And then ultimately... I see myself settling down in the Philadelphia area, teaching a course on human connection at a university like Penn, Drexel, or Temple, because mm. um, I think it's really valuable to give people the skill set of being able to tell their story, to listen to other people's stories, and mm-hmm. to learn from backgrounds that are different from theirs. Definitely. You could also stay in Hoboken and teach that at NJCU. I could do that, too. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. And so how, if someone wants to meet you, how does that happen? Can they apply? Do they contact you directly? How does it work? Uh, just shoot me a message on Instagram. A lot of people, I treat my Instagram DMs as my inbox. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where most people get in touch with me, and that's where I respond the fastest. Uh, and I think it's a lot more of a casual process than people imagine. Like, I'm always on top of it, so a lot of times I'll message people back, and they'll say, wow, I didn't expect to hear back from you this quickly. Mm-hmm. Um but I'm usually only booked like a week out. So a lot of times I'm able to schedule people within the next 10 days or so. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you keep in touch with the people that you've already met for the meetings? I follow everyone that I meet uh, on Instagram just as a a passive way of staying in touch. And then it's, uh, I'm very passive about it. Uh Um, So I run into a lot of people both in Philly and in L.A., I've run into people in L.A. that I'd met in Philly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it's just like, for example, the whole audience at the Kelly Clarkson show when I was there was made up of people I've met through my project. Whoa, that's yeah. so cool. So that was like one of the big things that they wanted to do for having me as a guest. Sure. And that's kind of 
how my mind works is like, I'll see you again. I don't know when, but who could have thought like it'd be in the audience of Kelly Clarkson or maybe it is walking down the streets of Philly. So yeah. I kind of just let it fall where it falls. And for me, I think baseline, it's valuable enough to spend an hour with someone just to open the door. Mm-hmm. And then if I see them again, it's like luxury on top of that. Totally. And is it six degrees of separation? Do you ever have these weird connections where you've met someone that you're like, wait, we have a friend of a friend of a friend? Oh, but- yeah, for sure. Wow. You see it a lot. The world is a lot smaller than we think it is. Now, if you had to make a map of the friends and the people you've met and the connections and put push pins in, where would they all be from? So where where they're from or where I've met them or where you've met them yeah. both I guess so I've met people from all all over the world where I've met them the majority was in Philadelphia mm-hmm. uh, I still consider it to be a Philly based project though I travel with it a lot sure. um, but Philadelphia and then I lived in LA for a year and three months out of the last two years mm-hmm. so many of them are from there but each time that I've gone to LA and back I've driven there so oh, wow I've driven across the country six times and as a result, have met people in over 20 cities in the country. That's fantastic. And yeah, also met someone in Hawaii. Mm. And Did you get to fly there or you just met them? I was able to fly there. So I met a flight attendant from Southwest Airlines oh, cool. in L.A. And he was like, hey, man, wherever you want to go, you have my... Uh, you have my buddy pass, and so... Oh, that's so cool. I can book you that flight for free. So I went out there, and then in July, I had a furniture company fly me up to Canada... And I met people in Toronto and London, Ontario. Oh, that is so cool. So you could really go anywhere and meet them. And do you, do you speak any other languages? Could you communicate if you went to a different country that didn't speak the language? I speak very basic Spanish. Okay. Um, but I would love to go to, like, the woman I just met is from Venezuela. Mm-hmm. And I was telling her I'd love to get to a Spanish-speaking nation and just kind of be there for, like, three months at a time to learn Spanish. I feel like it'd be cool to host these conversations in Spanish right? and just struggle through but get better at it. Oh, that would be such an amazing way to learn the language. Mm -hmm. That's fantastic. So do you have any people that really stick out to you as somebody you've met? I mean, you've met almost 3,000 people. So is there anybody specifically that you just remember and think about? Yeah, there's one dude who, so he's a hotel concierge in Philadelphia He was introduced to me through photographers in the community, and I just assumed he would have a regular background like me. I come from the suburbs of Philly, and when I talked to him, he's half German, half South African, was raised in Nigeria in the early years of his life, and when he was 16, he was living in Romania, and he actually came here to go boating on the Hudson River with some of his friends. No way. When he was 16, and he fell off of the boat and got run over by it. Oh, my gosh. And so his legs got sucked up into the engines, and he described it to me as if his legs were put into a blender. And oh, my God. Yeah, so that uh, gave me a lot of perspective on life because he lost five of six liters of blood, technically died on the way to the hospital. Oh, my God. Was brought back to life, was given a 12% chance to walk and a 15% chance to live, and he Holy. beat both of those odds, and so... And he's walking and working and yeah, doing okay. He showed me like his one leg, the the calf, the upper calf had been cut away from the bone. So they had to cut the bottom calf and fold half of it up. Oh, jeez. And yeah, I just think about his story a lot because I think for a lot of us going through the day-to-day of life, we can overwhelm ourselves with the little things. But when you hear a story like that, you're like, okay, if I don't have as much money in the bank or if my relationship's not going as well 
at least my legs didn't get cho- chopped up in the motor of a boat today. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That, I mean, that is a very uh, profound lesson. And I mean, I think it really speaks to the wide range of people that you meet and really affect your life. And it really makes you think about those little things that we really get hung up on. I mean, you know, late to work or this person's annoying me in front of me in line at the coffee shop or something like that. I mean, it really is, is a perspective changer. Wow. For sure. That's incredible. Anyone from Hudson County that sticks out to you? I actually met with the owner of Bue Cafe, Uh, Dale. Dale is so cool. Yeah, she was, it was just cool to hear her story because she spent some of her childhood in Taiwan and Japan Mm -hmm. And me not knowing about the cafe, I was like, oh, is that where Bue comes from? But she explained how it actually comes from her mother's connection to Haiti and how, like, proceeds go back to love for Haiti. And I think water for coffee or coffee for water. One yes. Of, yeah, um, the, I think it's coffee for water. What? Yeah, I forget. But, yeah, it's it's great. She has a wonderful uh, story. Yeah, and just to, to hear that and, like, how she met her husband teaching English in, or no, they were taking a Japanese class. Oh, you have a good memory of all this stuff. Yeah. um, (laughs) Do you remember a lot of your conversations or do you feel like it kind of starts to blend together? I do and I don't like. uh, I guess having a photo documentation helps. Right. And and for her, I spend a lot of time in the cafe because I live close to there now. Mm -hmm. So she's kind of, I see her, like I saw her today because I was meeting someone there this morning. Gotcha. Um, But being 2,800 people into the project, there's definitely some that I need my memory jogged. And there are others who I just remember a lot of the details. So I don't know why my mind picks up on some and doesn't on others, but yeah, it's definitely a mix. That's really cool. So what is the plan for future? Once I know you've mentioned, you know, starting a family, maybe doing a, a course, p- teaching at a, a university. What is the plan, though, for this project after you hit 10K? Do you want to continue it or tell me? After I hit 10K, I think I'll probably continue to meet one or two people every day. Uh, but I don't think I'll throw, like, another daunting number up there. Um, <laughs> Take you to, like, age 50. <laughs> yeah, because that's something I always tell people. If I had $100 million, I'd still want to be sitting here with you because that's just uh-huh. what I'm genuinely curious about. Like, I enjoy meeting new people, and I think it's a really valuable way to spend our time. Totally. Uh, but I do see myself speaking about the things I'm learning about and kind of sharing that with corporations and universities. But in the next 10 years, I would like to travel abroad with the project. I have a goal to next year potentially do a 50-state road trip to meet 10 people in every state in the country. That's so cool. Yeah, I just think it'd be a cool thing to be able to say I did in my lifetime and also would give me like the perspective of different people from across the country. I love it. Yeah. And do you feel like it's really changed your perspective about humans? As a whole? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think uh, the spectrum of life paths is much wider than I had anticipated. And for background, I come from a family where my parents are still together. I'm the youngest of three siblings. We are mm-hmm. all college educated from Penn State. Right. Um, and like everyone in my family is doing okay. And so to have that kind of stable upbringing and then to be exposed to other people who had either ones that were maybe better, maybe worse, it's... Uh, it's just been a, a mind opener. Yeah, it's amazing. So biggest takeaway from this project at this time, what, what's the biggest lesson you've learned? The biggest lesson I've learned is that no one really knows what they're doing with their lives. I think Ooh. 
Yeah, a lot of us, um, I've talked to people of all different ages and all different levels of success, and I think everyone... We're all confused. <laughs> yeah, and I, th I think everyone going through life operates with the mindset that everyone but them has life figured out, mm. when in reality it's no one including them has life figured out. So for me, I've taken a lot of the pressure off of my shoulders to have every specific detail figured out and have realized, okay, I'm going to learn as I go along, and... It's like new parents. I see that all the time when I talk with them. They tell me, yeah, you get the baby. And then they're like, all right, go home. And they're like, don't I have to sign something <laughs> here? Or what? <laughs> Can't yeah. you come with me? <laughs> yeah, totally. So I, th I think that's just been the biggest thing for me. And I think that's profound. Yeah, I feel like people should take the pressure off themselves a little bit more. Oh, I love it. I feel better already. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming in and sharing your story. It's so unique, and it really is something that I think we want to— I mean, I, I'd love to share more about. Um, we're excited we're going to have you on our site yeah. as a feature as well, so um, stay tuned. And if people want to get in touch with you, they can just DM you. How does that work? Yeah, just DM me on Instagram at robs10kfriends. Uh, or if they're on email and they're not on Instagram, they can shoot me an email. It's robs10kfriends at gmail.com. So I answer to both. Uh, <laughs> and I'd love to meet them uh, while I'm here in Hoboken. I'm looking forward to getting to know the city. Awesome. I love it. Thanks again for coming in. Thank you for having me. Today for our self-care segment, we have a special guest. Sarah of House of Healer is here to talk about one of her favorite treatments. Now, if you don't know Sarah, she's an acupuncturist, also my acupuncturist, and a wellness practitioner in Uptown Hoboken at Acupuncture Atelier. She also runs her new website, House of Healer, but if that's not enough, she's a Hoboken Girl wellness contributor, a Reiki practitioner, and a mom. And today, for our self-care segment, she's going to talk about her astrology experience. So I'm going to let her tell us all about it. How are you, Sarah? I'm good. My God, I'm glowing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad to have you here. This I'm is, happy to be here. This is Thank like a you. totally different scenario from normally yes. I'm laying on your table. I and know. <laughs> We're going to have a conversation. It's going to be wonderful. I know. So yeah. tell me a little bit about your astrology experience and yeah. and where you go. So I love astrology for my personal self-care. Um, I first kind of got into it when I was, I became kind of became a healer, I guess, Yeah. because I felt that understanding the birth chart, your natal chart is super important for knowing, you know, the direction and your path for your lifetime. And totally. And it's crazy. The more and more I get into astrology, the more I, I truly believe that everything is connected Everything that happens in your yeah. life, eventually, it's all tied back to the cosmos. And the more I talk to you, the yep. more I feel it, too. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. The moon, the, all of the retrogrades, it's 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 There's, a reality. It's really crazy. Yeah. And I mean, just from personal experience, when we've talked about mm -hmm. it and I've really looked into it, there's the sun signs and then there's the moon signs. And I feel like the moon sign is something that's so not as well known, but mm. is something that really guides your behavior. And you can obviously share more about it, but guides what people do 
So the moon sign, as we've talked about often, uh, mm-hmm. Jen and I share the same moon sign. <laughs> we are lovely, crazy Aries. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the, the moon sign is really, really cool. And you're right. Most people know just the sun signs, but there's more to it. You have your rising sign and you have your moon sign. The moon is how you emotionally respond to things in your lifetime. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of dips into that like terror reading subconscious thought, you know, your your instincts. Right. When something goes wrong, this is like, kind of the face that you show. Almost like impulses exactly. and just like yeah. if I'm like freaking out about something, it's my yes. Aries moon talking. Yes. <laughs> it's I, I like to think the moon sign is kind of like that face that you show sometimes and you're like, Oh, why did I behave that way? <laughs> totally. And it literally always ties back to the moon. It's right. the emotion. It is the raw human being, your soul, deep inside. So interesting. So yeah, yeah, so you go to a place in the city. Mm -hmm. Tell me about Mm -hmm. your your girl. Yeah, so um, Anna Lesniak is her name. Um, Song of Sparrows is her website. Um, True Healer. She's a beautiful soul, very, very talented. She takes it very seriously. You have to book an appointment with her. Takes her a week at least to go through your chart. She then even sometimes will do tarot reading with or even a Reiki session with the the chart reading, depending on what she feels guided to do. Wow. But she'll go through your natal chart if you want. She does Chiron readings, which is all about wounds that we come into this lifetime with, which is a whole other thing that we can talk about. (laughs) Another segment for sure. Of course. Um, But yeah, she's truly gifted. She's amazing. Wow. So when you go there, do you meet her at her house or in a coffee shop? She actually is um, in the Flatiron District. I believe it's 36th Street. You can go there. Mm -hmm. Um, It's kind of a nice shared office space with some healers and stuff. Or she's actually, um, you can get her on Zoom or Skype as well. Oh, that's great. Yeah. it can be anywhere. Well, someone like a mom who needs to do something (laughs) but doesn't ever have the time, it's really, really convenient. And um, you can just log right in. She sends you everything and she goes through everything with you. Um, it's just kind of good to check up on every I do it a couple times a year because remember the cosmos move slowly right but sometimes you kind of get in this like funk this rut and you're like god there's something going on in my life but I don't know what and you go in you you check with Anna you say hey this is going on and she goes oh yeah I should look at your chart yeah (laughs) you need to come see me and how long is the reading usually so her initials I believe it's been a while, but I believe the initial ones are two hours, an hour and a half or so. Okay. And follow-ups are about an hour to 90 minutes if you need that extra time. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't rush you. You know, she, like I said, she takes it seriously. It's very important, and she knows that you're there for a specific reason and for guidance. Um, that's awesome. So what is astrology readings, would you say, in layman's terms? Because I know we, you and I could talk, we could go seriously mm-hmm. deep into astrology, but like, what is it? good for what what do you think that people would get out of it in in a general sense it can really be a wide variety I personally say with my patients when I usually recommend go to see Anna it's they're in a crossroads right there's something going on they feel like they're stuck they're in a rut Maybe there's a health crisis, mm-hmm. a, mid, a midlife crisis, right. um, Saturn return, 27-year-old, <laughs> you know, wanting to change their job, break up with their boyfriend of 10 years. Totally. That's generally when I think it's a good time just to go and see what's going on. That's great. And so how much are these sessions usually? Yeah. So Anna's rates um, for her initial session is uh, 200 mm-hmm. and then any follow-up sessions you do are 140 Oh, that's great. So yeah. it's, you know, it's something that you'd probably want to do 
in seasonally or yeah like in I a said time. don't do it you don't have to do it that often because the cosmos moves slow right and if you go back you know like in a month she's gonna be like well not much is going on <laughs> <laughs> totally. um, but I, yeah it, it's it's very much just something I I do you know usually a birthday reading right no I love that I did it a few times I've done it when I was changing jobs mm-hmm. and yeah see right on know, feeling that feeling of just something new was coming and, yeah. and it really does just make you feel like you get it you, you're, you're trying to aligning with everything you have an aha moment yep yes it's awesome and then the chaos is just okay <laughs> it's like okay we're prepared now <laughs> yeah, exactly we move on with our lives yes. even though it's going to be crazy it's like that's why I'm behaving so badly like, okay I know validation that's great we'll put her info in the show notes yes. can you tell everyone again her name yes it's Anna Lesniak and you can find her at songofsparrows.com Awesome. Thanks so much for coming by. We'll see you soon. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for having me. Our hidden gem this week is Lyco's in Jersey City. This is an amazing Italian spot in the Greenville neighborhood of Jersey City located at 67 Terhune Avenue. It's legitimately inside a house, but also has valet parking and delicious Italian food. If you haven't been, you must try it. Make sure to make a reservation as they definitely book up quickly on weekends. Our Hudson hero this week is Satya, a Hoboken resident and five-year-old cancer survivor who is raising money for childhood cancer and research and with her family has collaborated with over 10 businesses in Hoboken, including our site Hoboken Girl, and is raising money for cancer research. Please make sure to check her out. We actually have an article on the site about her, and she is just a wonderful little girl, and her family is so warm, and they do so much for the community and for cancer research. They have raised over $600,000 for St. Jude's and other charities, and they're hoping to continue the trend this year. And our Hudson Zero is Ojo Electric. You're officially banned from Hoboken. Occasionally, we'll share some getaways that are not too far from Hudson County, either by plane from Newark Airport or a short drive or public transportation ride. And this week, we're sharing the TWA Hotel, which is located in Queens, New York. Never did I ever think that I would be driving to JFK for pleasure, but turned out that is exactly what we did the other weekend. TWA, if you haven't heard about it, is the most chic concept. It's a landmark flight center from 1962 designed by Eero Saarinen and restored to be a hotel destination in 2019. So it really just opened. We went last weekend to the pool and you can rent the room for the day, which we did, or for the night to stay over like a regular hotel. It's really a perfect excuse to beat traffic and get to JFK early, especially if you have an international flight and you're super stressed out like I usually am. The room to rent for the day was $160 for six hours, and if you want to stay overnight, it's around $250 depending on the time of year. They also have a pool that you can buy day passes for, which is so cool because you're on top of the hotel and you get to look over at all the planes and all of that taking off, so it's great. They have several restaurants and a cocktail lounge inside of an airplane, so I highly, highly recommend it. That's TWA Hotel, and you can actually just book right online. This isn't sponsored. It's just really cool. 
If you can't wait for next week's getaway, check out more getaways. We have a bunch on hobokengirl.com under the travel section. Our nonprofit this week is Love for Haiti, the ARC Project, which is an educationally focused organization co-founded by local resident Marianne Fick that Rob mentioned in our chat, and they sponsor Haitian youth by funding their higher education aspirations and assisting with teacher training and art programs at several schools in Haiti. Marianne opened Bue Cafe, which has locations in Hoboken and Jersey City, and a portion of proceeds from her coffee go directly to the nonprofit, so you can easily support by heading to 1002 Washington Street or 140 River Drive South in Newport in Jersey City. You can also donate online at love-for-haiti.com. And that concludes our episode of Tea on the Hudson. Major thanks to our production team, Van Vorst Films, and Mike Soul for the music. We'll be spilling the tea every Tuesday morning, so definitely subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And follow Tea on the Hudson on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Don't forget to send in your tea or coffee suggestions for us to try on air. See you next week for a new episode. 